Good morning, Glidgerman. Good morning, Mike. Have you taken your interval today? I have. Why do you ask? I just feel like you haven't. What? Sense offender! Ah! The following podcast contains spoilers for Equilibrium. You have been warned. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, uh, Glenn uh, Warren. It's all serious business here. There's nothing to be joking about, because I cannot joke, I cannot laugh, I cannot feel emotion. Uh, I would say, along with your host, uh, Michael Hicks, but uh, he's currently dead. Or is he? (laughs) There he is. (laughs) What's up, everybody? (laughs) <laughs> How's it going? It's not bad. I took a little nap before this. I feel like I'm I'm dying slowly. Do you, do like, you not hurt like when Caitlin. you take short naps? I don't. I feel great after I take short naps. I feel terrible. I took one after Caitlin got home, and I was just like, bam, feel good. I think it's because I just, my whole life, I never really napped. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I do, it, and they're usually short, it's like, man, you feel terrible right yeah. now. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta fix my body. I gotta punch it into positions. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, listen, I'll, I'll cut right to the chase. I didn't, I don't think I watched anything I, this you've been week. Disappointing me, man. I've disappointed myself. I've added it's, stuff to our our twenty twenty three Stony shortlist, and you just mm-hmm. haven't. You've, you have got to blame <sighs> this this goddamn game, Elden Ring. It's taking my whole life. Goddamn it, Elden Ring. Goddamn it, Elden Ring. Stop existing. But I do know you've got a pretty penny when it comes to watching some movies, so you yeah, gotta tell yeah, me all watched, about it. I watched a bit. I watched mm-hmm. a bit. I watched ten movies, not as high as last week. Not, not bad uh, still. Uh, first one was a rewatch, Star Wars Force Awakens. It's Star mm-hmm. Wars Force Awakens. It is. Uh, second one was Schindler's List. That's also a rewatch. Schindler, Schindler's did List. You, did you cry again this time or no? Uh, same exact part started to choke up, and I was like, Get back in there, Tear. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's, it's an incredibly powerful movie and continues to be so. Uh, then I watched Chungking Express. Uh, by the way, all three of these have been for the 1001 movies you must see before you die. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chungking Express, uh, which is, you know, I assumed from the title that it'd be like a police action movie, but it's actually a rom-com. Oh. Uh, not your typical rom-com. It is... It's kind of it's unique in its own way, uh, but I really enjoyed it. It's a great movie. It's a Chinese or Hong Kong film, Chinese film, mm-hmm. uh, whatever they prefer to be called. I'm not sure exactly what the nomenclature is there, um, but yeah, highly suggest that. Then I rewatched Tick Tick Boom because Caitlin wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. Then I watched. I uh, went to the Colonial Theater, watched two movies, the first one oh. being The Worst Person in the World, a Norwegian film that is nominated for Best uh, Foreign Film for the uh the oscars (laughs) it was not released technically in the united states other than festivals until 2022 so it could potentially be a stony nominee next year oh uh but yeah great fantastic film really really enjoyed it exceeded my expectations and they were already pretty high uh Mm -hmm. then i watched cyrano because the colonial theater was showing it and i was like why not yeah um 
it is a musical and funnily enough like you know me i don't love musicals i don't hate musicals mm-hmm. usually if a movie's a musical i'm just like okay it's a musical this one it would have been great if it wasn't a musical like it's Weird. bogged down by the songs <laughs> a musical that would have been good if it wasn't a musical exactly. i love it i yes. love it <laughs> it like the the story obviously is Cyrano de Bergerac it's an old french i think it's french tale maybe italian mm-hmm. um, but it's uh you know uh, one of the most famous classic romance uh stories and fantastic when there's not singing it's it's very inconsistent cuz like it's really good at some parts and then just really cringy at other parts. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's not that, like, everyone has bad voices. It's just the lyrics are lacking. Uh, Interesting. The Interesting. melodies are not that great. Um, but otherwise, it's a fine movie. I just wish it wasn't a musical. Uh, then I watched <laughs> Happiness, which is uh, a movie with Philip Seymour Hoffman in which he plays a person who calls up random women and masturbates while talking to them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so casual. Yeah, this movie had been on my Netflix queue, my Netflix DVD queue for a very long time, mm. and it was always, it was at the top, but it was said long wait, so it's been at the ver- the, the top so of my queue. That was like, that movie that I saw yeah, when you posted it on Insta. Three or four months, and unfortunately, this movie was slightly disappointing. Yeah. Uh, it is a dark, dark, dark comedy in which pedophilia is supposed to be kind of a joke mm. um and i don't think it lands maybe in 1998 it did but it does not land the same way it used to if, if yeah. that is the case there are some funny parts to it like i didn't hate it but the worst part is that there is about 30 to 45 minutes of it that's just boring and unneeded mm-hmm. uh so it's like a two uh, two hour and 20 minute movie that should have been like an hour 40 tops um, which is, you know, the worst offense other than <laughs> making a joke out of pedophilia. Yeah. Um, which, other, other to, than the to its offense. credit, some of the th- things about pedophilia that they do are kind of funny. Not the act itself, but just, like, the surrealness of the conversations this guy has. Yeah. But not not so much the act itself, obviously. Um, but a disappointing movie. I was disappointed. I like Philip Seymour Hoffman in it, but I like him in everything, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, rest in peace, my dude. R.I.P. Uh, then uh, we, I saw Turning Red, which is a Pixar movie. Came out this past weekend on uh, Disney Plus. Oh, really right enjoyed it. What? Really? Yeah, so you jumped right on that. Yeah, and it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It's it's uh, you know it feels more like a Disney animated movie. Um, mm-hmm. I I know that sounds stupid because P- Disney owns Pixar, but like Disney Animation Studios versus Pixar Studios. I feel like they've kind of swapped quality lately. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, it's it could just be because Pixar ran out of ideas, but this one was really good. It was fun. Uh, it was... Um, the characters were really fun. I, I really... I had a good time watching it. It was really funny. Okay. Uh, so I, I do suggest Turning Red. It's not going to, like, blow anyone away, but it is really... It's a fun movie. It's a fun family movie. Uh, then I rewatched Equilibrium, we'll get to in a second, and then I finished a miniseries today called Landscapers with David Thewlis and Olivia Coleman, uh, which is based on a true story of these two uh, English, this English couple who um, were arrested for the murder of the wife's parents, mm-hmm. and it's told in a very surreal way, 
where like she's she's obsessed with films and everything so it'll just cut to like very staged things yeah uh there's one part where like when the cop decides what is interrogating her and decides to tell her what she thinks happened they like walk off the set they walk past cameras and the crew and everything and walk to another set it's really creative with stuff like that <laughs> i really enjoyed it it's a fantastic uh miniseries is that landscapers um, landscapers it's on hbo max uh highly suggest people check that out uh but yeah that's all i watched this week we're gonna get to equilibrium in just a second but we have to acknowledge a fallen uh talented man William Hurt passed away uh, yesterday. Today's the 14th of March. Mm-hmm. He passed away the 13th of March. Uh, I believe it was pancreatic cancer. Um, he had been suffering with that for a while, but he was one of my favorite actors uh, and still is. I, I mean, obviously, he's. I can still enjoy his works, but he, he's a great loss of talent. Seemed to be working right up to, uh, you know, as, as long as he could because last year he was in an episode of um, a TV show. I'm trying to find the name. I forget the name, even though I love it. Oh, he's not even credited for it. Oh, Mythic, Mythic Quest. It's uh, Rob McElhaney's Oh, show. yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's a lot in of, that. A lot of his roles lately were just like the Marvel stuff because they're probably really easy. He just stands there and be, he's yeah. just and intimidating. In, and, and in Mythic Quest, he was a man who was dying that mm-hmm. was... Uh, making amends and i didn't know he was sick when i watched that so that brings like a whole new depth to it yeah um but yeah he's he's a great talent and uh i personally am gonna miss seeing him in the movies but you know i think we all and if we don't there's there's something wrong with you there is something wrong with us so rest in peace william hurt you will be missed absolutely and without any further ado let's get into equilibrium cleric I can only hope one day to be as uncompromising as you. You're a family man. Yes, sir, a boy and a girl. Don't move! Don't move! This is a lawful entry. We have a warrant for your wife's arrest. Remember me. In the oppressive future where all forms of feeling are illegal, a man in charge of enforcing the law rises to overthrow the system and state. Written and directed by Kurt Wimmer or Vimmer. Did not check up to see what it was pronounced. Uh, If he's American, it's probably Wimmer. If not, it's Vimmer. Uh, He is starring Christian Bale, Sean Bean for literally like two scenes, (laughs) Emily Watson, Tate Diggs, Dominic Purcell, uh, uh, Sean Pertwee, uh, William Fitchner and Angus McFadden. Um, and yeah, this is what everyone thinks is a Matrix ripoff. Mm-hmm. But other than like the techno soundtrack and the style of the police officers, there's not really much connecting the two. Um, yeah, in the, the, the weird gun foo type, type the stuff. Gun, he gun kinda, the, the ridiculous gun movements he just does for no reason. It's it's not no reason. I didn't realize this the first time I watched it, but there's this one scene where they're training people, mm-hmm. and they have like this equation, and the guy's like explaining why gun kata is logically and mathematically the best way of fighting with guns, and it's like a dance that you remember, you memorize, yeah. and it's gonna work 100 percent of the time, which is a little far fetched, obviously. Yeah, um, but it's. So, yeah, it is. I guess it is no reason, but I, I just 
realized I, I that think they, they said just, that. They over <laughs> they overdid how much he moved. Yeah. Where like if if it was to make sense it'd be like fine like just like a normal Mm-hmm. But it was just overly done, and this dude's just swaying around, flipping, and everything. <laughs> I'm like, ah, yeah. holy shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah, I could definitely see where uh, the, the comparison is between this and The Matrix, but overall, it's, I mean, not not really at the same time. It's really, if you just look at the poster, you'd be like, oh, that looks like The Matrix. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. And, but uh, it's, it's more different than I remembered, because I watched this probably for the first time like 10 years ago so it's, yeah. it was like i remembered it but just barely um and it's a lot more fun than i remember it being like it is i, I might be in like a different place in my life where like i'm more open to stupid action movies than i was yeah. you know in film school trying to learn about the best films and mm-hmm. maybe shunning some of those stupid ones that i liked uh, yeah so much but uh this was your first time watching it correct it was. It was. Yes. Uh, this, this was always one that I, I had kind of wanted to watch. It was like on the back burner of ever watching. <laughs> and I, I knew this got a lot of flack for people thinking it was basically Matrix. So I never actually got around to just like watching it. But after, you know, we just watched the Matrix movies not that long ago. And yeah. honestly, besides some of the things we, we named, there really is not much of a comparison besides music, the gun, gun kata, you know, and yeah. just the leather. <laughs> That's really it, because I mean, like the concept of this movie is actually really good. It is. I. I. It's. It's very. Um, y- you know, reminiscent. It's kind of like a combination of 1984, Fahrenheit 451, mm-hmm. all those dystopian movies. It could part- uh, possibly take place in the same world as those dystopian films, um, but yeah, it's. It's. It really surprised me this time around how much I enjoyed it because I definitely think I shut shut it out the last mm. time um there were some f- f- like silly things in there like uh when in the first raid that they do they find the mona lisa mm-hmm. and then they have a person authenticate it yeah and then they burn it there's like why did you have to authenticate it if you were just gonna burn it anyway pretty much like it's, it's <laughs> stupid things like i didn't that, even think is, about that at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah like they have this guy they pay someone to come authenticate paintings yeah and then they're just like, burn it. It was like, well, you're going to burn it anyway. So Yeah, maybe, you're literally going to burn it no matter what it is. <laughs> you know, devil's advocate here, maybe they just wanted to make sure it was the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, in a world where art is banned, I feel like people wouldn't really care so much if it was a copy or not. Yeah, literally, no um, matter if it's real or fake, it's getting burned or destroyed in some sort of way. Yeah. And uh, an- another thing, I don't know if you'd realize this, but in the scene where Sean Bean is shot through the book... Mm-hmm. into the head did you notice in that above shot how obvious it was that that was his stunt double and not him i was pretty far away but i i had imagined that it was yeah it's like a whole different dude whole, I like, whole. it was just a huge huge splatter of paper i guess it was yeah too. They, was i like, mean they probably damn. had like an explosive so they wanted him to uh, yeah. stay away um but there there are some things in this that were kind of chilling the thing that creeped me out the most was his son who for the longest time you think is like very brainwashed and part of the the uh provium Mm -hmm. uh you know army where he's like he's asking if he should 
uh, report his friend who was crying, his child friend who was crying, yeah, uh, stuff like that. And when you know the penalty for having any emotion is just straight death. Like there is no you're thrown in jail and forced to take provium. Like no, you're mm-hmm. you're dead. And there, uh, there's the parts where you know the son was questioning. Uh, his his dad's loyalty or whatever, and he's kind of like talking down to him. And I just wrote, if my son ever spoke to me the way he does, I tackle that little Nazi. <laughs> but then later on, when he you realize it was all been an act, and he just wanted to you know make sure his dad was not one of them before doing that. I said, okay, I said I would tackle him, but that was before I knew he was a genius accomplice. <laughs> yeah, homie should have got definitely an acting award there. Oh, absolutely, that world. <laughs> I was like, it, that is Nazi one one if I've ever seen it. Yes, sir. Um, but it's the it's it's a fun movie. I I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I just remembered it from when I last watched it ten years ago. That it was very brooding. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of the point. Like it's brooding. Yeah, they're to they're taking they're taking these pills to just not feel emotion at all. Yeah, exactly. So it is the whole point, and then the, the whole halfway through not even halfway like uh, after you know sean bean gets you know clapped which is a huge surprise <laughs> um <laughs> that's that's when like it starts opening up to all the emotions and everything and yeah really starts getting good yeah <laughs> because christian bale you definitely see how he got batman in this movie <laughs> yeah absolutely he really kind of did everything the brooding but the, the voice yeah yeah the, the the voice was just in the background waiting mm-hmm he had it ready. This was, uh, I believe this was shot in Berlin. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me double, yeah, shot in Berlin, which is kind of, I guess it's not surprising, because, like, before I saw it was shot in Berlin, I was going to be like, man, they really, like, designed these sets to look like they were part of a fascist government. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is from a fascist government. That's why it seems that way. Because um, yeah. most of it was shot in Berlin, and then some Italy as well. Um, but it is, it's a great looking movie as far as like creating a futuristic world goes, mm-hmm. but with sci-fi futuristic worlds, there's always like small details they overlook. Uh, like there's a scene where Tay Diggs comes up, he drives up in a car to pick up Christian Bale and there's just keys in the ignition. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so like everything's futuristic except for keys, which is, you know, to someone who's just kind of trying to create a futuristic world would probably not be that big of a deal. But most new cars nowadays have, like, keyless entry and keyless start. So just for some reason, the keys swinging in the ignition just distracted me a lot. I'm like, this car is not new. (laughs) You telling me when he shot the monitors and not the the PCs themselves when it turned off all the... (laughs) That didn't bother you? (laughs) Well, I mean, if this... I don't know how... PC, there there are, are Macs that the computer, the actual, like, operating system is in the uh, mm. monitor, not not in a tower. I yes, don't know yeah. if there's PCs <laughs> like that, but... There's not too many PCs at themselves that... Do, were, there, were there towers? Like, computer no, was, towers in that room? I mean, there was no towers, I mean, directly in that scene. All you saw was the monitors. And yeah. It, he shot the monitors, and it shut down all live, yeah. I guess, streaming of him the the father talking to everybody but yeah. i just saw him shoot the monitors i was like 
That's not how that works, bro. <laughs> if they were, if they were IMAX, it would be. Yeah. Um, but I, I was more in that uh, moment thinking, like, kind of going off of that. I was kind of like, is that where it's being broadcast from? Because mm-hmm. that's just like computer screens. That's not necessarily where it's being broadcast from. Um, so I did kind of have that thought, just not <laughs> in the exact verbiage that you did. Yeah. Um, but another funny thing that uh when when they uh do the raid on uh Mary played by Emmy em- Emily Watson they mm-hmm. do the raid on her house and then they knock down her wall to get to that room that has all the contraband in it surely there was a door to that room there had to be first there off those guys are really fucking strong cuz they were using crowbars to knock through concrete it looked like <laughs> yeah. i was like holy hell go ahead it's probably just styrofoam bro. no but emotions yeah. and all muscle <laughs> oh yeah exa- well when you when you don't have emotion your brain it's kind of like when you cut off one sense your other senses are enhanced so when you cut mm-hmm. off your emotions your muscles it's, <laughs> it's science. all coming it's, it's all science. coming together yeah uh, but like the the entire time they're talking about like you can't be emotional but literally everyone who says you can't be emotional is super angry all the time. Uh, yeah, especially like, the father. I don't know if the father was taking the probium or not, but uh, he he was getting angry at at Christian Bale's character for not yeah. finding like the the mole. I mean, even though he knew. Yeah, but, and Tay Diggs was being getting angry too. I'm like, yeah. So apparently, it, anger, which is the only emotion that starts a war. Mm-hmm. It, it's the only is the only emotion that is not outlawed. That's interesting. Even though um, in the beginning they were talking about all of it, <laughs> anger, emotion, or, uh, anger, yeah. rage, you know all that. Um, yeah, it was very very goofy. Like uh, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. I don't know. I don't know when they exactly said like when they started taking the provium and how long it had been since they had started taking it and there had been no wars. But yeah. there's there's clearly a, a little civil resistance war going on. That was a, another thing. I was like, <laughs> clearly the these people are so anti-war. It's kind of like Peacemaker. Like, I, I yeah. love peace. I don't care who I have to kill uh, to I'll take kill it. anybody to do it. <laughs> um, but, like, at that point, like... If there are resistance, like, right, I mean, obviously we wouldn't have this movie without this part, but if there are resistance, how is there not some form of, like, control over all these people to make them uh, take their intervals and stuff like that instead of just trusting that they would? Yeah. You know, like, that's, like, that's what I you know, thought this whole, you know, uh, you know, industry of uh, government just not making their people do that. And just trusting that they would kind of, I was like, uh, how does, how does that work? And then yeah, now you you've got no, a civil war going on. You have no problem. Like instead of like swarming them to execute them, swarm mm-hmm. them, tackle them, inject them. Yep. It, surely that would cost less money. But it's <laughs> yeah, it, it's I, I, it's a really fun movie. I had fun with it. The the final mm-hmm. gun battle sequence and sword sequence is so over the top. That yeah. it's, it's just it's just a solid five to ten minutes of nothing but fun, violence, and gore. Tay Diggs gets his face cut off. Dude, I felt so bad for Tay Diggs, man. He was he I mean, he was great in this movie. Yeah, he was. But like they ramped up this whole like, you know, friction between him and Christian Bale, and then right at the end, he's like, All right, don't get any don't don't fuck up my suit. And then just gets his face chopped off. Like I was expecting some sort of good katana fight. Nope. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I kind of, I kind of like that. I, no, I like it, it was cool. I just thought he was gonna be a little bit more badass than just. Yeah. I <laughs> it might be because of Raiders of the Lost Ark, but I love buildups to fights that just end right away. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's it's just it's a fun thing that never gets old for me. Uh, but did you notice after Christian Bale killed everyone, including Dupont, who is like the father mm-hmm. guy? Um, did you notice they had Tay Diggs? face just lying on the ground and it was literally just like a jpeg that they cropped out everything but his face and just put it on the ground <laughs> no i didn't know i'm gonna that. have to send you the picture i took because it is <laughs> hilarious but i i just started dying when i watched it. i'm gonna send it to you now so you can react to it in real Perfect. time um but i just you're gonna have to zoom in it's towards the bottom right of that fascist yeah. symbol thing once you do get it but yeah, like it's like <laughs> it's like it was just an afterthought. Like they're like, oh, it's right, just we cut his face on the off. ground. Not only, it, not only, but it's behind him. Yeah. Assuming that that's his feet, just below it. I'm. I know this is a podcast, and no one listening can see this. Yeah. But just watch the final scene. It's like the last shot before he leaves. That's uh, funny. And it's just a JPEG of Tay Diggs' face mm-hmm. with completely incorrect lighting. <laughs> uh, it's I just I I died laughing. I rewound that. Yeah, five times before taking that, that picture That's because I funny. could not believe it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a dumb movie. It's fun though. That and that's yeah. all we can ask for. It's got you know it while it is dumb. It does have things to say about like how people view emotions and and how you know emotions are kind of the basis of humanity and everything mm-hmm. and it, it's noble for for taking that in such a weird goofy movie but you know i commend kurt kurt Wimmer or wimmer i'm never gonna know how to pronounce his name um, i just assume it's wimmer yeah let's go with that kurt wimmer uh but yeah he's it, it, it's i had fun with it and i don't really have anything else to say yeah, no, I did too. Uh, more than I thought I would. Yeah. Uh, I kind of liked how short of a time Sean Bean was in this movie. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, Sean Bean. And then he, you know, obviously gets put down. And I'm like, yeah. all right. Now, oh, speaking of getting put down, I felt so bad when uh, the, dogs. the dogs. We picked, the we dogs. tried to pick a movie where the dogs the dog didn't die. get shot. And then and they kill like 20 had, dogs. Obviously, it's it's like off screen, but you're hearing like the dogs whining. Yeah. And, I, and then they, they show watching the Watching that the part, dog. like, oh, Mike. <laughs> oh. Seriously, I could watch a movie, assuming it's not based on reality like Schindler's List, mm-hmm. I could watch a movie where people are just massacred and not yep. feel any kind of emotion. But you kill an imaginary dog, even like a cartoon, I'm yep. like, you son of a bitch. How Why'd you have you? to do it, you bastard? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I really got to say. It's a good movie. I do too. Yeah. So that does it for our review. That brings us to the judgment. As always, it has to be unanimous decision whether or not it goes on the KFR movie shelf. Becomes a little shelf boy, if you will, with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Uh, I'm going to go first because this was a streaming roulette, so it doesn't really matter who goes first. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you asked me before I rewatched it, I probably would have said no. Uh, but rewatching it in, you know, in my current state where I'm able to separate artistic films and just good, fun action sci fi films. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's a lot better than I remembered it being. 
and I kind of wish I enjoyed it more 10 years ago. Um, but it's, it's a fun movie that, you know, I can't say anything worse than that. It's just, it's a mm-hmm. nice, fun movie. So for that reason, I'm going to put it on the shelf. All right. I, I think the, the, the biggest flaw I did have with this movie is that it is kind of a victim of the two thousands. Yes. Like just, I would agree with you that. know, especially after matrix, uh, with yeah. the sound, honestly, if it had a different soundtrack, I think it would have been exceptionally better. I'm ninety percent sure that this soundtrack is actually used in the DVD piracy ad. Mm-hmm. Like I, that, yeah, <laughs> wouldn't, you wouldn't steal a DVD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other that that being the biggest flaw is that it's a victim of the two thousands. Yeah. Other than that, I had a lot of fun with this movie more than I expected. And I honestly, I didn't expect to want to put it on the shelf, but here we are today, you know, sitting here mm-hmm. with no emotions, yes. talking about it. I, I would, I would say too, absolutely. Do you think that? Do you think they have a sense offender registry? It, oh it no, always, they just kill them. They yeah, don't they, need just, a they just murder them. They don't have to put it down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So equilibrium goes under the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. That brings us to next week's assignment. We are back. At square one of our little mm. roundabout, it is my turn to pick the film. Uh, I am going to pick a movie that <clears throat> I started to watch with my friend Danny. Danny doesn't listen to the podcast because he's a son of a bitch. How dare and, you, Danny? Uh, watch him watch the, listen to this one and be like, yeah, hey. this singular one. <laughs> uh, but we started to watch it when I was still living with my parents in my parents' basement. It was a nice, cool 64 degrees, and I don't know what, if you know what 64 degree means. Do you know what that means? Very crisp. Five I'm falling asleep if it's 64 degrees. Mm-hmm. 64 degrees is the best sleeping temperature. Mm-hmm. So we started to watch it, and I fell asleep. Bastard. And Danny, to his credit, did not just go home. He watched the whole thing, <laughs> even though he had already seen it, and he only put it on for me to watch it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I had no problem with what I saw in this movie. I 64 degrees. I can't. I, it's rated 6.4 on, 10 on IMDb. Like, come on. Anyway, I digress. Uh, it is a film on Netflix from 1993, and it is... I know you have seen it. It's called Last Action Hero. <laughs> I actually I actually started watching this uh, recently again. Yeah. But I never finished it because I fell asleep. <laughs> Was it 64 degrees? No, I, it probably was, to be honest. It's the yeah. curse. Six, I'm telling you, 64 degrees, If you, especially if you have a blanket, is the best temperature to fall asleep in. Mm-hmm. I have not done my science, but I'm willing to fight to the death to anyone who disagrees. Anyway, yep. last action hero on Netflix. With the help of a magic ticket, a young movie fan is transported into the fictional world of his favorite action movie character. It is directed by John McTiernan. Uh, written by Zach Penn, Adam Leff, and Shane Black. Ooh, Shane oh. Black. Who, uh, uh, he did um, uh, Nice Guys and uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also in the movie The uh, Predator, the first one. Yeah. Uh, and also he directed Iron Man 3, which I know many people don't like. But, you know, that's that. Um, but yeah, written by them, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, F. Murray Abraham, Art Carney, Charles Dance, uh, Tom Noonan, Frank McRae. I'm trying to find the kid because he's apparently one of the big characters. I'm assuming it's Danny. That's why Danny likes it so much. The kid's mm, name is Danny. It's uh, all coming played by together. Austin O'Brien. Ian McKellen's in there. A whole bunch of people. Jim Belushi, Chevy Chase. It's a it's a little fun family affair going on here. Yeah. 
But I'm going to make sure that my room is not 64 degrees when I watch this again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be on Netflix, and it is Last Action Hero. All right. And frankly, I'm excited to watch it again, because I wanted be. to watch it, but 64 degrees. That bastard 64 yes. degrees, man. And you're going with him. Who is this twerp? And where is that smile on his face? I don't even know this kid. To a world that's bigger than life. This ticket is magic, and it really works. And better than real. You really believe that you're inside a movie, don't you? Yes! The bad guys are in there. I've seen it. On screen. Could I speak to the drug dealer of the house, please? Have a nice day. Have him killed. So that is our assignment for next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review. TikTok, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we get transported into a movie. Unless it's 64 degrees, in which case we're going to sleep. <laughs> we're going to sleep through that transported movie. Again. And... <laughs> Watch Last Action Hero. Another Arnold movie. Two Arnold yeah. movies in like four months. I, I'm, I'm down for it. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.